You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hi there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail is the number 4C podcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. Today's show, Quarantine Week 8. You know that your show has no juice when your guest has to reschedule at the last minute during a pandemic when you can't leave your house. This leaves us <laughs> this leaves us with the B team, and by that I mean Bethel Karam, which is really the A team. Am I right, people? And when I say people, I mean am I right, Neil? We're getting the comedy team back together. It's Bethel and the boys today on the Four C podcast. Happy here. Welcome back, B. Um, how, first of all, how, what kind of, how can you have anything else to do? It doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, our guest pulled the um, baby emergency card. We had a baby, it's a baby thing. Like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. I mean, boy, oh boy. That's a, he played that one quick. I mean, it's a good one to play. You can't really, you can't really fault that one. A new baby. Bro. Yeah, no, I guess that's true. I mean, I've been having a hard time trying to find ways. You know, at first I was calling everybody back and excited and to touch base with my friends. And now I'm back to the old ways where I just don't answer the phone. Well, now they know where you are. Yeah, let's do our, <laughs> our first corner is quarantine update for the week from us. Well, I'm going to start off by. Um, Saying that we we did a little Zoom, me, you, B, and Gina, and that was the most fun of the week. <laughs> we agreed. A Zoom double date. <laughs> a Zoom double date. Kind of pathetic. But I did do a Zoom with, um, actually, the fun thing of the week was um, Tony Deo, comedian Tony Deo. We had him on our show. Did we have him on the show yet, Tony? I think we did. Yeah, the marching band. Remember the marching band? Stuff. He's, yeah. he's great and uh he came up with a way to do like a trivia game on zoom and i get we get on like yeah we'll play we thought it'd be like you know four other couples doing some weird thing no it's like it was like 20 people at least maybe 25 people and he he made them into four teams and there's a way in zoom to hit a button and send you off into your little quadrant room so Yep, so he teamed us with, like, Fish, this guy Sam Rubinoff, and this guy Joe Zimmerman. He's like, he asks a question to the group, and then, boom, hits a button, and everybody goes into their room, and then he hits another button. You can come back to the main chat room in whatever time he's decided, like three minutes or one. We'll give you one minute for this one. And in, like, two minutes, we all we discussed. We got him an answer. And then he put it um, – he created a Google form, so you send in your messages at the end of the round – you send in the five questions, five answers, and you send it in, and then his wife would sit there and tabulate their thing while the next round was going on. So, oh, wow. oh my God, it was amazing. So, 
I was like, yeah, we'll do that again. And there's, you know, some good comedy out of that because it's all comics, basically. So if you guys want in the next time, you should, uh, I'll uh, hook it up. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll definitely do it. Now, my big question of all these these pandemic uh, quarantine things is, is it now, when you when it ends, are you going to do this? What? Zooms? What you just told me, the whole thing. Are you going to? Never. Are you going to? What? <laughs> I mean, it was Saturday, it was Saturday night, nine o'clock. Literally, everybody I was speaking to on that Zoom would be working. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> who's there? And who's going to do but, that during the week? But Nobody. would it be something fun you would do again? Like, is Zoom going to stick? I don't know that Zoom's going to stick. I think it's going to stick for you know, like flare-ups and pandemics, or you know, people who who I. It might be better than like putting people on a plane now and spending the money on a plane, just do a zoom call. Agreed. And it might also be a really good way in work situations when people are not feeling well, instead of dragging them into a workspace, you know what I mean? Now you, now it's really an option because we've seen it work. Absolutely. Yeah. You just have a tele tele call. Oh yeah. There's going to be a lot that changes. In fact, I was just watching this on the um, Cuomo press conference today he was saying that they hired some guy who's a really good like sort of uh urban planner kind of guy who does a lot of not only for roads and stuff but sort of like society planner he's like a mm-hmm. genius in this and he was saying that yeah um the next big thing is going to be is like telemedicine you know like neil did the telemedicine that's going to be huge so you don't have to walk into the doctor and he could just take a look at you over you know whatever tell you to touch yourself in a certain way what do you feel and if you don't feel anything <laughs> Prescribe something to you. I, I do have a problem with telemedicine. I know you have. I do too. I do too. Telemedicine but. is is it reminds me. It's exactly like CVS, where you remember you used to go into CVS and that they they'd help you and then they check you out and yeah. now it's all like yeah. check out. You bag your own shit. Yeah. You, they sell you a candy bar and give you an exam. So literally now you're giving your own exam. <laughs> It's like, it's crazy. Well, I think it's a good bit if you, like, you don't get the service you want, the doctor's on the other side, and you're like, oh, I, I don't know, I, I, I think I'm not feeling well. Well, you look pretty good, and then you just have a heart attack right there on, <laughs> while he's watching on the screen, and then he can't help, he can't help you at all. <laughs> right? you're, just dead. you're like, boom. Like, uh, Neil? You can Neil? beg for drugs so much easier on, that, on, the, on the little uh, video thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, no, I'm telling you, uh, I really don't feel good. I think I need an antibiotic. Next thing you know, you're, you're, <laughs> Neil's cooking No, because meth. I've done it twice. I've done it three times now. And the first time, the guy just gave me strep throat medicine. Hmm. He's like, are you sure there was white spots? And I'm like, yep, I know white spots. White spots. And he's like, okay. And he wrote me the prescription. Well, there you go. See, lying does, I mean, uh, yeah, this is going to be, <laughs> when you, did you have to open ah and go really close to your PC, Neil? <laughs> like, ah. No, I did the whole exam. That's so funny. You've got a camera on your phone. Just shoot the ca- light into the back of your mouth so he can take a look. Oh, my so, God. So and, and then also, it could be very, it could go terribly, like, sexual quickly, like, weirdly you know what i mean like hey touch yourself well, there that's what Lenny just <laughs> said Lenny said the doctor's gonna ask you to touch yourself. i know i just i just i agree i just say that it's just gonna it's just gonna be anybody can be a doctor is what i'm saying okay <laughs> yeah Wait, until you actually have, have to go do something have a new invention that yeah. you got we, so we were just talking about shooting your back of your throat with your phone 
why don't we all put thermometers in our smartphones like that read t- head temperatures? Can we sell those well, on the market? I'm sure that's coming out next. The thing's going to have a thermometer in your phone. I mean, it's, it's got to be these. They, Wait, they do you them. have one of those, those head thermometers in I, your apartment? We do. Oh, you got one? Yeah, I have. A, we have a head one. It's not as accurate as the ear one. We everybody, The ear one's better than the head one. But we had to have one, yeah, for Birdie, because they can't sit for anything. You know, the baby can't sit for anything. So we did. We had the head one, but then, you know, they're accurate for a while. They're just not great. So it's like, you know, she had 170 one day, and I was like, I think this is junk. <laughs> I have a boiled baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think she has 170. You know, and then, well, I, then guess, I think one day I had a well, 20. I had 20, Bethel. So I don't know. I think I, going back to I the doctor in a weird way, that is gonna. I was just thinking about this because you have your eye watch, right? Yep. Everybody reads this. Everybody can read your thing. Right. So the doctor will just hook up into your eye watch, and yeah, this is. I'm telling you, some we've taken a big step forward into the future here. Oh, totally. They're, they'll even that, or maybe the, everybody will have a device in their house where you can just take a blood test or even like put your hand under the thing and it will take your pulse, it will take your temperature, it will take your everything and then literally hit a button and it'll send it right to your doctor and it'll advise you, you know? Yeah. With that in your okay. symptom. I could see a lot of that coming. They say a lot of this stuff is now, is that's what's coming next. You know, that and that and I've heard a lot for years already about, in fact, I was looking into it um, about, you know, everybody's body's different so you can go for a head-to-toe exam at one of these private places for five grand They'll take your blood. They'll take, I mean, they give you a full, like, spa body workout. They'll put you on the treadmill, see how your heart's doing. Oh, They'll do the EKG. On the phone? Thing. No, no, no. You have to go down to one of these places, but that that's okay. the baseline for, I mean, they will test for a thousand things in your blood. They'll test for a thousand, you know what I mean? I personally, I've been saying forever, my wife's like, what did you want for your big birthday? I'm like, I want a full body MRI because I know there's something wrong with my groin. It hurts every time I run, just the one side. <laughs> You know, I probably pulled, I have like probably a sports hernia or something like that, but do I want to fix that? I don't know. It's, you know, it's just, but find out all these things. Do it. If uh, give me a full body MRI, do I have a cancer in my back? That's about, you know, like let's, there's gotta be some monitoring that can go on 24 seven that something inside me is not going really kablooey. For example, all these people are dying of heart attacks are, can you assess via blood test in your house if you have you know, carotid arteries, you know, you know, yeah. I, I mean, right. uh, you know, clogged arteries. Yeah. I mean, right. The preventative stuff is like definitely where we need to go. It's definitely the wave of the future. But if it's super expensive, right. Yeah. Can you now just do a video call with the, the chief doctor from like Cuba? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am. What's the guy on the Simpsons? Oh, uh, <laughs> I know. Like, hey, everybody! <laughs> that guy. Oh my gosh! All right, so let's keep going. Um, Neil, you had a medical thing. You had a kidney stone scare. You think it's a kidney? Well, that's the perfect example. If you're not in any pain right now, there's no reason for you to go to the hospital. If it was chronic, like it, this excruciating pain wouldn't go away, then I would say go immediately. Or if you keep having attacks, go immediately. But if you're just having one pain in your back and it happened one night and it woke you up, what doctor is going to say, what is he going to tell you? Drink more water. And let me tell you, that diagnosis for one of my kidney stones cost me five grand. So, I mean, drink more water costs you, what, a hundred bucks? 
Yeah, no, I drank more water, that's for sure. Well, the, the whole thing is, and this, this thing is so crazy because the minute you feel anything wrong, although that was a sharp pain that woke me up in the middle of the night, but any anything like that is met with such depression. Oh, my God. Such anxiety that you're just, I think that's worse than the other thing because you're so depressed that you might have to go and, to the hot doctor. Please, last night, Bertie threw up. Nobody's had a, a stitch of anything since this quarantine started. Bertie threw up everything she ate last night all over the place, which is disgusting. I can't even talk about it. I have to do all the laundry at, like, you know, 9 o'clock at night, and we have to, like, nurse her, just go to sleep, and she's shell-shocked, and the whole thing. But, of course, the two of us, what's the first thing we're thinking? She got it, you know. Right. She got it. She's going to give it to us. We're all dead. You know what I mean? We're so... <laughs> Right. You you, you just make the connection so quickly that like any little thing equals hospital equals death right now. We're so careful and she'll, you know, you know, a baby will, you drop something on the floor, a baby will pick up the piece of, uh, you know, the Cheerio off the floor and eat it. Well, was my shoe on the floor around where that would the shoe bring in coronavirus from the grocery store that I, I mean, it's crazy stuff that goes through your head. So... I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. we're all, the faster they can, you know, the more you can be sealed off, the better. Um, Gina wants, we were walking through the park, and now all we do is look at wildlife because that's all I have left in my life, you guys. So Gina's big thing now, she wants to be a birder in retirement. That's her. Oh, Neil just bought a bird book. You did? We have a, we've been birding too. <laughs> it's so sad. This is where we've come to, Neil. We have no life. Look, this morning we were I'm doing a television show, out. Neil. We were doing a television show for ABC, and now you're looking at birds. <laughs> I literally, I got so excited this morning because I saw a little bird with an orange head, and I, I think it was like a, I went and looked it up on my birder app, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but it, it was kind of fun. <laughs> and what was it? I uh, have to go look at the app. Was it the Oreo? It was not the Oreo. Uh, no, I don't. The whole, it is very sad that I'm doing this. I'm not going to lie to you. It is very sad. It is very sad. <laughs> like, we're in the park and people just have nothing, no human connection. So there'll be like an old lady standing next to us. So you see that white bird? That's known as an uh, the great white egret. It comes once a year. And it's amazing. Yeah, no, it wings see, open is... and flies. <laughs> and it's, there's, there's only two of them or three of them in the whole park. And you're seeing one right over there. I think we should create a game show called Corona Sports. And it's just <laughs> things that we've gotten so desperate about entertaining ourselves with that we, we literally, they're like go-to activities now. Can we do that? The, how about Corona Sports, the board game? We'll make it... I'm just full of inventions today. I like it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can't find what bird it was. I was looking on the app. I, I have so I bought like three bird apps in like one city. We also found out that speaking of birds, we also found out that. So I don't know if you hear owls outside your house. You know, like no. we hear a ton of like whoo whoo. Who every morning. In fact, I had one in my old apartment, and I swear to God, it, it would go off at ten thirty, and I was like, "Whoever that alarm clock is, I'm going to kill them when I find out who it is." What know? is it? It, it turned. Well, we thought it was an owl, so I, for years I've been looking in trees for owls, and we it's it sounds like an owl. Who who right exactly like that? No, nope, it's a morning dove. 
Oh, Dove. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we have those here. It's called, spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, right? So a mourning dove, so it's just like crying out, and it sounds exactly like you would imagine an owl. Ooh, ooh. I mean, <laughs> they are so loud and so annoying. But now, for at first, they're more like pigeons. So at first, we were like, an owl, how cool that there are owls in New York City. I can't wait to see one and point it out and like, wow, there are owls. And now that it's just like a stupid-looking pigeon thing, we're like, kill all of them. You know, like, we're so we're so over that noise. The well, I love that. And we we were we wanted to buy an owl because it would kill all the chipmunks yeah. and the squirrels. Scares are scare them. That was one of the solutions for the squirrels in our house is that you get a owl and he'll just sit up there and they won't come near the house. <laughs> all right. The final thing in this uh, corner is um, the. For updating people out there, the New York City curve is going better than the rest of the United States. The New York City curve is now carrying the United States. If you look at the New York City curve, um, we're dropping every day. We're now under uh, we're under 600 new cases a day, which is still crazy to me. But last week was 900, so it's rapidly coming down the side of the curve. And so, in a couple of weeks, it is possible by June we will be under 100. And then the death rate as well is dropping, which is again unacceptable as long as one person dies but you know it is dropping down so again by june 1st new york should be manageable especially in some parts of the states where there's nothing you know upper western you know buffalo area stuff like that so can i ask my questions to you yeah what happens now do you can you get on the subway that's a great question i'm i'm still saying nope will you get on the subway today no, I'm not getting on the subway until I have to go down to the comedy cellar, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. So I'll about a public bus, like if I you want to go a, shopping or something. I would get on a plane before I would get on the the subway. What about a public yeah. bus? Public bus depends on what time of day. If there's nobody on it, like Bertie and I, we see the buses every day because she loves buses. So, like when we see like two people get off, we're very attuned to how many people are walking around, especially at nine o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I would take a bus at nine o'clock in the morning, but not during rush hour. There's no way I'm going near any pack of people for a long time. What about a cab? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think I'm going anywhere out. You know, nothing I can't walk to. Not for a while. Not till it's really, really low and really stable low. Does that make sense? Okay. Does that make you want to, like, get a bike, Lenny? Does it make you want to, like, uh, you know, find other forms of transportation that you can do yourself? Yeah. I mean, but also if I have to do any of those things, it's mask, it's gloves. I get home. I don't even come in the house, take all my clothes off, just dump them in a thing, wash them immediately. I mean, I'm going to be crazy about this, I think, until it's proven that it's really, really low, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go to the next one. Uh, the next one we're going to do, and the second corner today, I want to do News Rundown. We're going to go into it immediately. Um, so let's just keep going on the same path here. Opening the economy is really now the new, we don't care if people die. Okay, so <laughs> outside of New York and really the administration has decided, well, I guess we got to open it up. And if some people got to go, some people got to go. I mean... Uh, what world am I living in? I don't know. Well, just building on the Trump saying that we're warriors, right? Yeah. Does that does that mean we get like a little 
display on the mall in DC, you know, like a wall for all the people that have passed away. Like the Vietnam Wall. They should. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just stupid. This whole thing is just his strategy here and this administration's strategy. I I can't even. This is so stupid, and it show, shows you leadership skills. You know, uh, you know, it's like leadership one hundred and one is failing. You know, it's just you. If I'm the president, I just go. Nobody's leaving their house until I tell you. Thanks for coming. That's the end. You know, take all the governors and go. Okay, listen. We can't until you really have literally 14 days of the curve is going down. 14 days. He put out those guidelines. Nobody did it. Nobody listened to a word. They're all out on beaches. They're all what? Like your state is not ready to go. Cut it out. So like yeah, but if if half the country feels like they're warriors and that that they're but the fighting for their freedom, that's what that that's what they convince themselves. But really, they're just fighting so... so they could die. They're fighting for their own so, death. Yeah, they're fighting for Walmart, and they're fighting for Delta Airlines. They're fighting so the companies can stay in business. That's that's the joke of it all. That's yeah, what they're, they're fighting for. Well, that's the problem with... That's the problem, in my opinion, with, with the administration in general, is that it, he his underlying... Uh, what runs him is winning. He, he's not a, he doesn't care about leadership or anything like that. He just... He just cares about winning in every situation. So every other day when the situation changes, he changes his stance. Yeah, well, I mean, he just wants to win the presidency again. And the only way he can win the presidency, if the economy comes back to what it was, and he looks like some kind of weird hero here for for mitigating death, and he can spin it any way he wants, and then he can play Joe, you know, like, but he can't do anything if we're all locked in our homes and the economy's in the shitter. That's that's the only thing. So he's not thinking about us. He's not thinking about anybody's health. He's literally just thinking about him and then how to win that game with him as the winning person. So you're absolutely right about that. The problem is every other president in the history of the world, and when you elect a president, he's a public official. You would think that he cares about us. I always thought, oh, whatever is good for the people or the most people or the best people, you know what I mean? Like what 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 are you going to do for the people? What are your representatives doing for the people? We elected these people to take care of us. And it's the one thing we want them to do is keep us healthy and safe. That's like rule number one. And they're like, no, <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's, that's just the, that's when people say he, Trump has no moral compass, that's what they mean. Like he's not guided by that. He's yeah. never been guided by doing the right thing or helping. Right. I mean, Neil always points out like, look, he's never done one thing for anybody generously. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like in terms of his private life or whatever, he's, he's just about winning, making money, keep it, you know, he's, 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 he doesn't want to be fired. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, it's well, like what runs him. Well, this was the, he no. was, he, he had messed up, he had messed up everything. Everything he touched touches, turned to shit. Well, that's the book that the guy wrote. Everything Trump touches dies. And for yeah, some reason, true. and then he got lucky with that stupid apprentice show. And then, and then Celebrity Apprentice, because the Apprentice died out. He ruined that. And yeah. then, yeah. yeah, then if he doesn't get that show. None of this happens. He, You're absolutely right. If he doesn't get that show, he's a flat-out failure. He's, yeah, he's, he's completely he, broke. So yeah. blame, what's his name, Mark Barnett or whatever. I agree. There's just, it's, he was just, he got lucky <laughs> one time, and it's, it's actually not his genius. It's the producer's genius. And he brand, what he does well is brand himself. You know, like Trump, he... 
He's a great snake oil salesman. I have to hand him that. And he's he's snaked like half the country in, and he's really good at being vindictive. I didn't realize that a president who could was that vindictive could get away with that much. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's because I think I think we have to blame we have to kind of blame our society if you're going to get deep here. Like what Americans appreciate and respect more than anything is fame. Like, it's really what we worship. We worship television. We worship fame. And unfortunately, he knows that. Trump knew that. And he played on it. And he played a whole bunch of Americans because they all thought he was this TV celebrity that was going to become our awesome new president. Yeah. I mean, people who didn't, I mean, they're like, oh, I'm a great businessman. I'm a great deal maker. He's none of the above. He's none of it. He's literally none of it. (laughs) No, my favorite thing is he started his own network. He has this new network. Have you seen this little network? It's the OAN thing. That's not. Oh network. my God! Yeah, they're even growing and expanding. He's got his own network. We're all in trouble. It's not his network. Where do we? It's where's this network? Thing. Where do we watch this? Thank God it's not on TV it's not, yet. Uh, it's no, oh. it, yeah, it's somewhere. It, it's in different parts of the country, and it's like in you know one of the high number cable channels. You can go see it. You know, um, you know, it's just we're at a sad state now of of you know what's real and what's what's just BS. But all well, right, he, let's should, move on. he should combine his network. All his reporters should be like Hooters girls, <laughs> and then I think everybody. Then he's got it locked up. He'd win for sure because all those people vote on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. All right, let's, <laughs> let's let's do the next one. Well, I mean that that's part of it. I mean, it's every person on every woman on Fox is a, is a dumb blonde. Every. You know, every um, now he's got uh, you know a dumb blonde as his um, spokesman, his um, press secretary, and it's it just shows you like, oh, how do I get guys to watch TV? Put a dumb blonde on. I don't care what she's saying. I'm gonna root for her because she's a dumb blonde. Why don't you just? Ha- I'm sh- I'm shocked she's not in a bikini. Well, she went to Harvard, so she's, she's smart. <laughs> oh yeah, what Harvard? Yeah, where? yeah I don't know what way that would be, but. Yeah, no, it's it's a formula. That's what I'm saying. If you if you go full, if you double that and put like the, like even make it Hooters or whatever the other restaurant is, and you, I mean, he could he could. I, I what I'm saying is it can get a lot worse. Crazy. I mean, it could get worse in this pandemic. I don't think, but his what he's going to do to try to win is going to get a lot worse. Oh yeah, it's going to get crazy. It's 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 not even close to. He's got so much more money than the Democrats. I told you, Biden shouldn't even say anything. I wouldn't even show up. Just let him spew all the things, and then at the last second, go. It's all lies. Here's the facts. Be done with it. But let's I think not. that's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't spend any money. It's you're wasting your time. Um. Uh. The there's a new whistleblower who's coming out about, all, and he's basically written a 75 page report, a tell all of all the incompetence of what happened from when he learned stuff. And it's basically all the contracts that Trump gave out. For example, Jared Kushner, big story breaking today. He gave out a big contract for New York um, to go find ventilators, $75 million or something like that in ventilators, paid some guy out in California who said he could make them. They never got one. The guy left with the money. Now New York's trying to get his money back because they paid the government $75 million. Thanks, Jared Kushner. Another good job. So this this whistleblower out there is now telling all these stories. And, of course, he is about to be raped in public because, of course, he's telling the truth. And they're going to paint him out to be some deep state nut. And he's going to go into Congress. And we're all going to watch in horror as the Republicans tear this guy down for 
not knowing what he's talking about when clearly he's telling the truth. Now, this little dog and pony show that keeps repeating itself, that's where it's really, Trump would be nothing without all those people on the right, all the Republicans just keep backing him. I mean... No, you you got to say the Republicans, you can't keep saying Trump because it lets the Republicans off the hook. You got to keep saying the Republicans. Yeah, it's all of them. I mean, all those people on that side and all the ones who are moderates, they just keep their mouths shut because they want to keep their jobs and he will primary them. It is, it is mafia-esque. I mean, do we have a country or do we have a kingdom? I, I don't understand what's happening. So really, the, again, we've said this all the time. The only thing that's going to save us is November. And these people in moderate states better get out there and vote, 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 vote. All right. The next story I want to get to is not that anything else has been bad, but okay. Murder hornets. Murder hornets. <laughs> when you thought it couldn't get any worse. It's just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, there were hornets coming from God <laughs> knows know. where. Who came up with this? Where? Dude, I've Who Zika and what was the other ones? The uh, oh God, the mosquitoes and they had the oh, kill- yeah, the West Nile. No, West back Nile. in the day, they had that movie, The Swarm, the Killer Bees. Yeah, Killer Bees, and I believe me, I remember that. I'm like, all I want to know. I sat through the whole movie trying to figure out how they kill them. Well, you remember how, Neil? They trap them in the New Orleans Superdome, okay? All of them are in It's one big hive in New Orleans Superdome. They get them all in there, right? I forget how they get them in there. And then they drop the temperature in the Superdome to, like, negative, right? And they all freeze to death and die. And you see them just fall to the ground. That's how they <laughs> killed them. So I don't know how you get these murder hornets in the New Orleans Superdome, but we better start working on it. Well, that's the first thing <laughs> I did. I started working on the screenplay. Oh, murder hornets? Because it's a great title already, Murder Hornet. Dude, these murder hornets go into hives and they rip the heads off of bees and they bring them back to their hornet nests and feed on them. Like, come on, man. And they have, supposedly, if they land on you and sting you, it's going to hurt. It. They can. They, they have like a, a stinger that can go through our armor or something like that. It's like a metal. Where do they come from? I mean, what are they? Where do they? What? How does this happen? <laughs> Great. Here we go again. I don't know. It's probably the same stupid Wu-Tang lab. Wuhan lab. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if Wuhan produced the response yeah. for all of it? If they just keep releasing crazier and crazier stuff into this country. It's a mad, like, could you see the meeting? Like, oh, you are genius, doctor. This coronavirus <laughs> is fantastic. We will be on top yet. Like, you got anything else? Well, I've been working on murder hornets. <laughs> what? No, more stuff is coming. I don't know. Yeah, they're working on they're working on some crazy murder Oh hornets. my god. Murder hornets. I I can't, I don't know anymore, Neil. I really don't. And the last thing I want to talk about is the um the Jordan documentary. Have you still been, Bethel, have you watched any of that? I have. I, I watched the uh, I will say it? that I've watched a lot of it, but I've seen little parts of it. I'm pretty I, you know, I remember the Chicago Bulls and I remember I remember the 90s, and, I, I, you know, it's, it's cool to hear the backstory of all of it. Because I, I, as a person who's not a huge sports person, I, I didn't know a lot of it. Oh, my God. You know? I remember. I know all of this. It's funny that the, you know, people who are 20 years younger are, like, coming up to me and going, hey, could you believe, like, yeah, I lived it. I remember all this well. In fact, I lived in Detroit in 89 when they, when they won the championship, so I had to live through them crowing. And then, of course, I knew Jordan was coming. So did they. And then I lived through, you know, I got back to New York and I watched the Knicks horror as Jordan beat them every year. And um, so I wasn't, you know, 
But Neil and I, I remember vividly playing pool with Neil somewhere after a gig, and we were watching like game six, and we were like, oh, he's not getting out of this one. He was like Houdini. He just somehow, no, nope, he'd <laughs> make every shot. He got fouled every time he needed to get fouled. He ma- yeah, you know, he was so much better than everybody else. It was brutal. It was br- You just I'm- knew he was just going to. He was just gonna win the game when it counted. We were there at the Craig Elo game. That was it. We were. I think Neil and I watched that game. Like, oh my god, you know, like that. that he. They were dead. Boom. Make. You know, he makes the shot. Yeah, all I great. remember is how much better he. I mean, he was just better than everybody else. But it's kind of weird how generations pass, and then everyone, the new generation, doesn't doesn't they? Because they, I've heard several comments about how the uh, the league is watered down, and I'm like. This is the same players. It's like, so this generational argument, it's like I have a new perspective, you know, the older you get. Like, well, I think there are, I think I really do think now that the competition is more, you know, it's, there's a lot of good teams now. Back then there was, uh, you could count on the Lakers, the Celtics, the Sixers were going to be pretty good. Milwaukee was going to be pretty good. You know, there, there are a couple of teams that were pretty good elsewhere, like two teams were decent. And then the rest of the league just was just, Brutal, and he was. No, just but we'll them. we'll look back on this time twenty years from now. Every kid will go. The league is so watered down when LeBron played. Yeah. It just never. It just never ends. It's always. It's always. You look back on it sucks, and everything's great. Now no, it's weird. He was that good. We've lived through. I say this all the time. We've lived through some greatest basketball player, Jordan, Tiger Woods, greatest golfer. Gretzky, nobody will ever be that guy. I never seen anything like that in my life, even to this day. It doesn't matter. Um, who else, Neil? Um, every sport had their guy in our lifetime. Baseball, there's been a couple of flashes, but nobody that could sustain it for that long. I guess teams more so than players. But well, baseball had such a these iconic players were all on steroids, so it kind yeah, of ruined it. Kind of ruined it. Yeah, I mean, so it was a little harder to compare to everybody. So people still go back to like Mantle and Babe Ruth and people like that. They don't. They don't talk about. I mean, they they do talk about, but but Neil's right. It gets ruled out because the controversy with steroids like wipes them out. That's yeah. not good for baseball. No, stuff. not. But we've other than that, we've seen some like great, great, great. Single Wait, so my other thing about the Jordan special that's crazy is like the ratings are so crazy because there's nothing on the whole world's watching TV like the olden days. Yeah. And that's part of the thing is everybody's watching home, watching TV. They're all looking forward to this. It's a great documentary. Um, it's one of the few original pieces that are out there that can be watched. And um, like uh, they can't finish other television shows. Um, Black Monday, I'm in the middle of the season, and they wrote, it'll be back soon. They can't film it. Gina and I watched three seasons of Glow. They're they're in, they're in on episode three, I found out. Marin stopped filming after episode three because of the pandemic. And The Blacklist is going to its season finale. All the season finales now are in May. The Blacklist was in the middle of filming their season finale. They didn't finish. They, do you know how they're going to end it? With animation. They literally are going to put it together like a graphic novel, and they animated the rest. NBC animated the rest of the show. Oh no! That's their season really? finale. Yep. Is that crazy? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Oh, no. That's, hey, I have to, that's, my my really uh, uh, guilty, embarrassing habit 
for 15 years is that I'm an American Idol watcher. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. Um, But I I am. And this season is so messed up because, um, you know, they do all their uh, big auditions on the road. And then they narrow it down and take all the kids to Hollywood. And then they have then when they pick their top 20, they have to have these huge performances and America votes on them. But mid Hollywood, the whole thing shut down. So, it, but but they have to pick a winner. Like these people have been on the road hoping to be the American Idol forever. Um, so uh, so they're all filming from their homes, <laughs> doing these self tapes that America votes on. Oh my God, it is hard to watch. It is really hard to watch. And yet I am watching. <laughs> of course, of course, and probably crying along the way. And crying, of course. Okay. That's kind of funny. Like because I think that's going to lead to our next subject. But I think that what is. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to run out of t- TV. They are. They're like going to run toilet, out of TV. Like toilet paper, and then all hell's going to break loose. Well, let's get to that. All right, the third corner I want to do today is toilet paper. Neil came up with this topic, and I was like, you know what? I think we could fill about our corner with the toilet paper. I got a call f- from uh, Neil last night. Hey, Give me your scouting report again on CVS and Dwayne Reed because Neil's brother, Greg, who lives on 23rd Street, is is out. <laughs> he's running out and he's dire straits. He can't find his brand. And I'm like, all right, let me work on this. And sure enough, today I walked into CVS at uh, 77th Street and Broadway and they had they got a shipment in and you could get anything. You could get the blue Charmin, the red Charmin. Oh, it's great. Scott's, whatever you, you want. That's the CVS on 70. Now you can only buy still one, right, per customer. You can go buy one per customer, but it's like it's like 12 rolls. You can get like a 12 yeah. pack and it's 12 mega rolls. So, you know, like that's good. But you news. can't buy more than one. Like you can't go uh, just for today. No, but what I did was and what I do if that can when it was really bad, then I I figured, okay, there's two stores close to each other, like on eighty sixth street. I'm like, they gotta go from one, drop it off, and go to the next one. So I would hit every CVS in the upper west. I would co I would go to the one on seventy seventh and I go, Come on, <laughs> we're going home, Birdie. I drop it with my doorman and I would go to the next one and see if they had the same thing. And if then I got two and then I got, I'm good for a month. That's funny. So you just keep buying toilet paper. I'm a scavenger. Well, I did, that, I did that yesterday. I went and bought Clorox, and then I went back through the line and bought the other Clorox. Well, there you go. I'm like, you can only buy one at a time, so I sent Neil through the line twice. That's good. Listen, I'm hoarding, and I'm hoarding enough for like two weeks, maybe, and I have no shame in that now. None. Because for the first month, when they got me, they got me the first, I mean, I kept, go, I go in there every day and there is nothing every day. So, and I mean, you could see when they load it up. I'm sure by now there's nothing. I walked in there at nine o'clock in the morning. I know by tomorrow there will be nothing on that shelf. So I'm not the only one that's doing this. I mean, I got caught really bad there for a while. Like, oh my God, how are we going to get down to our last roll? Like, you can't no, think I like have, that. Well, could, we have two things. Yesterday, first of all, the, the the old people's time is early, right? Mm-hmm. So then they open up. So the old people at Target went from 8 to 9, and then everybody else comes in at 9 to whatever. Mm-hmm. But then by the time we got in, all the old people took all the toilet paper yeah. and the paper towels. Old people use a lot of toilet paper. Case in point, my in-laws, like, shit like wolves. I, I mean, I don't... <laughs> But then that leads me. That leads me. So why should I even worry about? It? Why don't I just sit in the parking lot and wait for like an old guy to come out 
and then take his toilet paper. I think so. You could you mug somebody. That's a good idea, Neil. <laughs> because I mean, there's guys. Yeah, he. One guy was walking clearly with the like a walker slash cane. Clearly, you could get this from him. There's no no chance he'd have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's but, trying, he's hitting you. This old lady's hitting you with her purse. Give me back my <laughs> toilet paper. Oh my god! And then the other thing is, okay, you know, Dances with Wolves is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. With wolves, right? Wolves, yeah, I I like Dances oh. with Wolves, but God, yeah, okay, I liked with wolves. Yeah. So this is my and you're you you now we know because I thought I'd never know what it's like to go out hunt a buffalo, <laughs> find the buffalo, and kill the buffalo, yeah. and at the same time you're risking your life. That's what this is like. You're risking your life. You go out. You hunt the toilet paper. Yep. Then you find the toilet. Then you capture the toilet paper, and it feels great. Oh yeah, I I told you I feel every time I get one of these, it's like I won the Super Bowl. I, I'm like yeah. looking over my shoulders, like, is this really happening right now? Like, am I? And, really and like the buffalo, you use every part of the toilet paper. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I I take pictures and send the people. Look what I found, and I've got texts from you. I mean, it's been. St- how did this happen to our mind so quickly? Uh, well, because you realize exactly what you need. You know what I mean? What is the highest priority? And I never thought it would be, well, in a pandemic, obviously you need medical supplies or cleaning supplies. So Clorox wipes became a priority. And then what do you need to not leave your house? What's the highest priority? After food, what's the highest priority? Toilet paper, toothpaste, um, you know what I mean? Tissues, you know, bounty, soap. Yeah. Well, the next shortage, like toilet paper, now it's happening is now meat. Yeah, meat. That's going to be the big thing because of what's going on. But let's go back to toilet paper since that's what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Which do you guys use? What's your brand? Okay, so I did I did a deep dive in toilet paper. Yeah, well, I was talking to you, so I, I have a bunch of. Okay, so what does that mean? First you, of all, you didn't. I didn't say do research. I said what do you use? What's your favorite one? Well, I just want to know that mine, Cottonell, okay, is Cottonelle. the most is the is the most. That's what everyone seeks. That's the most sought after one. I have to disagree. I don't know. That might be uh, that might be um, national, um, but here in New York City, I can find way fine Cottonelle faster than I can find Charmin. Brutal. Do you prefer Charmin? Yeah, I use. I was a big Charmin, the red one, which is the red one is strong, the blue one is soft, and the green one, which you never find, is sensitive. Okay, so. So I didn't even know there was a green until one day I walk in there and there was nothing. There was just one thing, a green. Like, okay, let me see if I use the green. And they have Charmin Essentials, which is really like ghetto Charmin. They're like, it's like one-ply garbage. Like, they just said, screw it. We'll drop the price, but we'll, only, we'll make a gar- – this must be their extras. Like, hey, what are we going to do with those scraps over there in the warehouse? Like, I don't know. Just roll them up, call them Essentials, you know. And uh, so, but yeah. I always was Charmin the red one. And then when I met Gina, she was like, I'm Charmin blue. And I really like the Charmin blue. So, so how do like, you guys how do you guys bridge the gap? You just I just got I just yeah. believe it or not, Bethel, don't say I don't have a compromise. I went total blue for my baby. You went blue for your baby. That's oh right. my god. So I look I've done everything over the years, every time Char the blue one. The blue one, the blue one, right? And then um now of course what's the hardest thing to find during the pandemic the blue one 
They have a ton. They have way more red than blue, you know? So, and I think it's just because women use more toilet paper. They probably go to the soft one, you know, because it's just ridiculous. And then I found the green, the, 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 and I had to call my wife from the store. I'm like, can you use the green for sensitive? She goes, I'm sensitive, sure. So apparently the green is acceptable as well. So blue people can probably use green as well. But red, we I couldn't find blue for a week there, and I told you it was panicking. So there was red one day, so I bought the red. And now when I use the red, I'm like, hmm, you could see the difference here. Make it, you a connoisseur. Exactly. You're a toilet paper connoisseur. Exactly. I'm a toilet paper connoisseur. Do you? I feel like you just described like a wine tasting, I except did. it's for toilet paper. Can a, you do that? Good like palate. Good palate. I'm buddy. a Charmin sommelier. Actually, you can thank my wife. Her ass is very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I don't. I think we may come out of this pandemic with more bidets in our house. I was gonna say that Robert Kelly once installed a bidet in his apartment that he bought here in Manhattan, and I was like, "What mental patient would put a bidet in his apartment?" In Who's Manhattan? laughing now? Exactly. He's laughing all the way to the toilet. Crazy. No, but a, the bidet, though, I heard that you still have to use the, the toilet paper after the bidet. Uh, well, you're wet. So unless you have a fancy bidet, I want to talk about that for a second. So when I went to the Olympics with Leslie, I stayed in this hotel in Pyongyang in South Korea. (laughs) And uh, the fanciest toilet I've ever seen. This was like the Rolls Royce of toilets. Okay. It had, it was like, it was both a two in one. It was a bidet. It was a self-cleaning toilet. So it would clean itself. Um, You could hit a button and bidet yourself. And then it was a button to dry yourself off. So it had everything, Neil. Did it give you a perm as well? Uh, Wow. Could do whatever. I was so scared to hit any other any button but flush. I gotta tell you. I mean this thing (laughs) I was like, what does a hand come up out of the thing? Like it was nuts how gorgeous this toilet was. I took picture I have pictures somewhere of this thing. Other countries are just ahead of us when it comes to toilets. Um when when Neil and I were in Paris years ago, I went and found this uh uh, little bathroom because I was dying. You put money in, you go in, <laughs> and then I guess as you exit uh, in a lot of European little separate bathrooms, you know, it cle- the bathroom cleans itself, yep. um, which is amazing, but uh, I happened to uh, hit the button while I was using the toilet, and <laughs> it opened up. <laughs> the front door opened, and Neil was like 20 feet away from me looking at me on the toilet as water Splashed around everywhere. It wasn't just me looking at her. It was all a parent. That's hilarious. (laughs) But if you could have something like that, I don't know. I agree that everyone's going to get a bidet in their freaking toilet. (laughs) Everyone's going to, yeah. I don't think everybody's going to get it. The thing about New York is, it was, you know, it's so old. You know, it's like Edison, New Jersey. It's been around forever. You know, the roads in New Jersey are so screwed up. They've been trying to fix them ever since, you know. Same thing with New York. All the buildings are pre-war. And, you know, you can go in an apartment in my building, and it's from 1910. You know, they haven't fixed anything. The floors are rotting. The the appliances are garbage. You'll go in the next apartment. It's brand freaking new, gorgeous, you know. And you use all the new stuff. When you go to South Korea, they're very much newer than us, and everything is like they're building, building, building. And so, you know, every hotel is built to the nines with USB ports and widescreen perfect high-def televisions and fancy bidet toilets and you know what i mean like 
new design. You have to update it every now and then, but it's so expensive to do that here. Nobody does it. That's all. And, you know, these people probably still using toilet paper from 1910 that they hoarded back then when the Spanish flu was. So there, you know, there's a lot of bleeding old people right now. (laughs) Wait, so my big question is, are they... and they keep saying they have enough toilet paper, but we literally every time we go, there's almost, especially in the last couple of weeks, there is no toilet paper. I think so, they do have it. It's just where, which part of the country you're in, obviously, where, what level of panic. Now, I think what's going to happen is it's going to go the other way. We're going to go kind of go back to normal here, and we're going to get our normal thing. You know, people will walk around kind of normally. You know, like you say, we'll still be wary of this but our curve will be low and we're kind of going to go back to you know adjustments to normalcy and our toilet paper will come back other places are going to go into deep panic and so like people from north dakota are going to be begging me for a roll of charmin and i'm gonna be like you know what suck it (laughs) put that shit on ebay put it on there exactly exactly what's well now we got to move on we got to move on okay i've created a game for the fourth and final corner for this for this podcast and i was looking for a new game i didn't want to do this that and the other i call this bethel how much money how much money would it take okay like question number one so neil um how much money would it take for you to wear a toupee for one month like <laughs> i just give you a toupee for one month how much how much money well i mean my first question is what, is that a good or bad toupee? That's my first thought. Whatever. A flat-out toupee. Like, there could be a big wind and knock it off. You could have, like, like super to glue. Go, to go to a full transition, like, from all of a sudden, I, I just got to take the blows of everybody. Yep. I, I think that no, I think 99% of the people would be scared to say, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sure they would. I'm just saying, you still have to walk around with people just sort of looking at your eyes and then kind of looking up. And then looking because I you. could, I think it'd be super hard, but because I've overcome the stigma of wearing a mask, which is, is I've overcome now, <laughs> I, I feel like that, yeah, I, I, I think the, lo- the price is low. You can wear a mask that says, stop looking at my head. <laughs> no, I'm, I would wear a toupee from now on for like $50,000. 50000 really? From now on, $50,000 total or $50,000 so you want fifty thousand a month or fifty thousand total? One lump sum payment of fifty grand plus expenses, and I'll I'll put it on tomorrow. Oh my Forever? god! I, Forever. I have to say wow. this, Bethel. I'm not even joking. If I had fifty grand, I would do it. I would like to see him because <laughs> there's no way he would last one month. There's no way the first yeah, week. Yeah, he would. He would pull it off the first chance he had. First he'd chance. laugh. Yeah, I mean, no as way. soon as he got an interest, it would be right. embarrassing. It would be totally embarrassing. You can't. I had a teacher like that once who, by the way, who, um, like, he was my science teacher and he had, like, I didn't know it was a toupee. I, I thought it was, you know, I couldn't, I mean, I'm what, 12, 11? And, and I'm in some science class. And then the next year, he was bald. He had, like, Neil, you know, that, that hair. And, I, and people were like, oh, hey, mister. And everybody like, hey, you look good, you know? And uh, I was like, oh, my God, I, I didn't even know. He was just like, ah, screw it. He just won. <laughs> Next year, he just came in bald, started over. Well, it, I, don't, I, really, I, I really don't know if anybody would say anything. Because uh, remember, 
that uh, our comedy manager all of a sudden went to one day he became a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's like wearing mutton chops and and uh, you know a beard. Yeah, but I did not know. I I held. I should have just been like, "What the world? What's wrong with you?" And I did kind of. I said, "What's wrong with you?" Because I thought he was joking. But then as he got more serious, and I was just like, "Okay, I guess." So I think people would let me. They would make that judgment and they talk behind my back, but I don't know if anybody would say anything to my face. All right, fifty grand. Oh, comics would say every time you at every podcast they make fun of you. Come on, man. Yeah, but if it was a really, really bad one, that would be. I would need at least like uh, more money. I would need like a hundred thousand dollars. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, Wait, are you gonna? How are you gonna bring that? Is that through Zelle or can you do uh, PayPal or how are you gonna pay me? Venmo. Venmo. Let me tell you something. I would pay flat out cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Here's number two. All right, Bethel. How much money to get rid of the cats? Oh. Oh, you're hitting me. Hit her with the prices. You're, you're uh, hitting me where I live. 50 grand. Same 50 grand, Bethel. Get rid of both cats. Nope. 50 nope. grand, Bethel. Nope. 75 nope. grand. 75 grand. Nope. <laughs> nope. A hundred. I, I don't think there's a price tag. Bethel, uh, so everybody has a price tag. Because you're a cat hater. But, a hundred thousand uh, dollars. It'd be like saying, uh, get rid of Birdie. No. Oh, what, what was the price on that? What would you do with that money? Get rid of Birdie. All right. How, get rid of Birdie? Yeah. No, there's no price tag. He, she's a child. Uh, she and these are my of, children. So there we go. <laughs> so, for, so so for two million dollars you wouldn't get rid of two cats all right oh, pick I them would, up tomorrow i would just cry i would no i could i could pretend like i would but i would just cry every day and who cares about two million dollars then two million dollars to get rid of the cats and you say no well could i give could, for two million dollars could i give the cats away and then go back and buy them nope <laughs> nope no more cats two mil all right neil how much yeah, how much? Half a million, I mean, Half a I million. Mean, two, two million? Uh, be is that, well, how, who would be taking care of them? Would someone have, like? Would they be in a good house? Like, you I don't know. My parents? No, you don't know. I don't know. Okay, Half I'm gonna go. I, I don't have. I definitely don't have a price for that. <laughs> That's a, such a puss puss answer. <laughs> it's a pussy answer, have, ironically. What? It's, it's cats. So you're being a pussy. It's perfect. <laughs> Um, I mean, if you talk into the five to ten million dollar range, then yeah, I'll be thinking about it. Really, two million dollars deal like stops every problem you've ever here. had. You, is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> break, no. You're breaking us apart. We're gonna have to go on a double quarantine in this house. You can get a dog. No, you got a walk dog. All right, my question right back at you then. Go ahead. How much do you need? Yep. To, to have two cats in your apartment. I can't have two cats because I'm allergic, so that's, that's a health issue. But you could go dog. Gina wants no, a dog. No, no, I'm going two cats for a million dollars. I can't do it. I'm going to die. Are you kidding me? Dude, I'm going to die. I can't have up. a cat. I will. Listen. Dude, I have my allergies now. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of chopping all the trees down in Manhattan. I Wait, mean, for $5 million, dollars, you can't figure out a way to keep two cats in your apartment? I wish there was a way to figure that out, Neil. I can't do it. I can't breathe. Ten million dollars. I guess I'm gonna have to that. figure out a way to do it. Yep. Yep. Are you, that's that's uh, that's absolutely insane. 
<laughs> I'm asking you to get rid of two cats. That's so much easier than getting two are cats. You, I'm not giving you two cats that are going to change your life. That no. are beautiful pets. You'll, you'll, it'll make you a better person. No, it won't. I'm I'll giving die. you $2 million. I oh, you die. sneeze a little bit. I would get two cats. if I already told Gina. She can have a cat. I'll, get, I'll do it for free. But it's got to be Mr. Bigglesworth. No hair. Yeah, the hairless ones. You can have hairless ones. Gina doesn't want it. She thinks they're creepy. And when you touch the skin, it's really disgusting. And I'm like, what? I love it. They're so cute. They are so cute. I agree. I agree. We could knit them sweaters. I mean, how bad is it going to be with two cats? You're going to get like, you get a little sniffles in the morning. Yeah. So for a million dollars, get me two Mr. Bigglesworth cats. No, regular cats I'm not getting. I can't. Sniffles. Neil, have you ever seen me have an allergy attack? It is not pretty. By the way, Bethel, I know yeah. Neil's allergic to those cats. And we, if you don't remember this story, we went down to the Super Bowl and we couldn't get out of this lady's house I was staying with. And nor did I ask, did you have cats? Big mistake. The whole house. Oh, that was I, do, I do remember that. We almost died. I'm not joking. Neil was having a flat out hives. Couldn't breathe. We had one room we could go in where we could like I we would have to like walk outside to get air. The two of us. I mean, I was a for a day. I remember. I, was, I remember I that. But you know what? I also think. I also swore. think that. Uh, uh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you. They were. Yeah, I remember. I'm that. allergic to long hair cats, not short hair cats. That's what I didn't know. But people also, you build up a like when I'm away from my cats for three weeks or something, if I'm working and come home, I sneeze for a couple of days, but I, you, you do we have, have some immunity. We, we have a herd immunity to cats. Yeah. I don't know. I live around trees all day, Bethel. I live yeah. tree, every day. There's trees and I haven't built up any immunity in 25. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, you just brought up the fact that, you know what? That was our first quarantine. That was our first quarantine. We were quarantined for a day and we almost died. <laughs> That was awful. We got stuck in that house. Oh, my God. We almost died. And it was very nice of them to put us up, but I, I've never felt so claustrophobic in my life. And it was, it was, oh, God, it was, awful. It was really terrible. And we were and and in a health, we were literally having health problems if we couldn't go out the next day. We, they would have had to come get a body bag. It was bad. <laughs> All right. Um, how much money, Neil and Bethel? Now, this is going to be easy for you guys. I think it's going to be very low. How much money to move to L.A.? permanently uh, that's very uh, low you guys are you've been there so i mean all i need is like if i had a free place to live i'm, I'm there well how hard is it to get a place to live no i mean but it would be free like a nice free place in the hollywood free hills place? up there in 10 seconds wait is this like a permanent move yeah permanent move how much money to permanently move tomorrow well, can we keep our apartment in new york no no nope. you gotta pay me you gotta pay me some money you gotta uh, pay me half a mil uh, I need more. Half a mil? There. I'm there. I'm driving right now. The business is there, Bethel. What are you talking about? We're going to go there for two weeks? What? I mean... Wait, I know, but... Are you kidding? Half a million? I would literally... I'm literally leaving right now. <laughs> By myself, if it has to. I'm leaving... Are you kidding me? That is that'd be amazing. Bethel, let me tell you a story. So, you know, there was there's some talk with Leslie. If this thing blows up, we'll have to do it every now and then and there's some other opportunities in LA for, you know, her possibly and you know, she's looking at buying a house out there and whatever. And then, you know, there was some talk of if things broke the one way, you know, she's like, You would be head writer of some show, blah, blah, blah. It's in LA. And I, I said, Is it in LA? And she's like, Mm, let me think about it. So there is a pot. She would have no problem. She's from there, you know, right. and, but I am not going. There. So Neil's like, 
you know how much money if this would co- I would be making, I don't know, half a million dollars a year, according to Neil, right? He's like, right. I will physically put you, Gina, and the baby and everything in your apartment on the plane. <laughs> You're going to L.A. You know, like, I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not. I would turn it down. I, I don't. No, you wouldn't. You would not. You're going to L.A. on that. I don't want to go through this again. <laughs> Lenny, I can see. I, have you ever seen those movies, Lenny? Have you ever seen those movies where the guy's walking down the street and the van pulls up <laughs> and throws a mask over his head, and then he doesn't know what's happening? Yeah, I watch Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I would do to you. <laughs> except the only thing is, you wake up in the writer's room in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so sad. I would be so. But sad. Lenny, it's different. I see. Like, I if somebody just made me listen. I grew up in L.A. too, and like, if somebody just made me go to L.A to make me go to L.A., I, I would demand a huge amount of money, right? Because yep. I love New York. I love the energy. It feels, it's my home. My friends are there, whatever. Right. But but if I had a purpose, I've always said I'm happy to go out there knowing I could come back to New York if I had a purpose out in L.A., meaning a job opportunity. Right. So that would be different for you. You'd have a job opportunity, chance to grow and do your thing and make some money. I don't know. I always think about uh, Adam Lowett. We should get him on. He he uh, ended up – he hunt. He left to go to L.A. to do a bunch of stuff, but really to write that show, that that new show that Sasha Baron Cohen had. He's like, I can't talk about why I'm moving to L.A., but he literally packed everything up and moved to L.A. to write for, to be the head writer of that Sasha Baron Cohen show. And it was, you know, it lasted one season. Now what? Is he still there? He's still there. Yeah, that's the depressing side of L.A. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that... I mean, there's no doubt that's the, that's the dark side. That's why you have to keep a place in New York at all costs. And it's hard to move anywhere. We moved down the block. It took us two years. You know what I mean? Brutal. All right. We have time for one more. I really want to get to this one. Um, all right. This one's for Bethel, and I'm going to modify it for Neil. So... Have to do with cats? No. What? <laughs> Just said, does it have to do with cats? No. Bethel, how much to eat? Uh, I don't know. This could be that bad. Uh, double hamburger, fries, and th- large shake at at McDonald's. Oh God! Double hamburger, cheese, the whole thing, cheeseburger. You know. Pick okay, I gotta, cal- I gotta calculate first all, my doctor's wait, bills. First, in there. first of all, can I chime in for yeah. a second? And Neil will be the opposite. In. Go ahead. Neil, Neil would be the opposite. Neil, you have to eat like vegan burger, whatever Bethel, like a quinoa burger, blah, 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 blah. All right. First, let me chime in and tell you that I was very proud of myself. I don't think I told Bethel this either. She doesn't know. So I go to Five Guys yesterday, right? Two days ago, Five Guys hamburgers. Yeah. And I put in the order online. Yeah. And I pressed cheeseburger, but then it said extra patty, so I pressed yes accidentally, mm-hmm. with the cheese and the onions. <laughs> so they already have two patties, so I had triple bur- triple patties. You had six patties. <laughs> I had three huge patties, and I said to myself, all right, I'll take one off. And I only did the double cheeseburger. <laughs> I thought, I didn't realize there was a third patty on there. I actually thought he was being good and pulled one of them off. Uh, I didn't realize there were three. All right, Bethel, how much? All right, so you'd have to cover my doctor's bill because I haven't eaten red meat in like 30-some years, so I would immediately that's, get sick. That's not my problem. Uh, that's built into the price. 
that's built into the price. I also just read an article on McDonald's that says that they're forcing their employees to show up even if they're sick. And so that puts the coronavirus at play. So I'm asking for a cool mill. I'm asking for a cool mill. Cool mill. Really? For McDonald's? How about half a mil, Bethel? I can't get you to eat that McDonald's for half a mil. But I have to risk coronavirus at the same time. Mm. Uh, Wait, I I have a question right back at you then. Go ahead. Hurry up. How much do you need to go vegan for for a year? A year? Ooh, wow. Mm. $1,000? When you say full vegan, is that, can I have, is fish count in that bevel? Nothing, no, no meat. No, not for vegan. No. Vegetarian and be like a pescetarian. No fish, no meats, no chicken, nothing. You're done. I you can't. just all. No cheeses, no first, eggs. First of all. You can eat the Impossible Burger from Burger King. That's about as much as you can do. First of all, I'd weigh about 700 pounds because all I would eat is bread. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, I think I not only I think I could do it, but I would I don't know I'd either be seven hundred pounds from all the bread or I'd be no pounds. So ten thousand dollars? Do you go vegan the whole year? No, I can't do the whole year. I would die. I can't. How I, about a uh, hundred thousand dollars? Can you have cookies? Yeah, if they're vegan cookies, sure. No, 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 no. Oh, ve- like vegan cupcakes? Oh my god! No, just kill me. It's over. <laughs> Someone <laughs> who would make them for you. This goes against everything you believe in. For a hundred thousand, you say yes. No, I gotta go. You gotta be in the millions for this. I think I can't do it for a hundred grand. Mm, you know what? I think. How about seven hundred grand? That's my price. Ooh, nice negotiation. Yep, seven hundred grand, Neil, for that one. All right. You gonna so Venmo him? How's it gonna work? I, I, <laughs> I was gonna do it for like ten thousand. <laughs> Yeah, no. You were gonna do it for ten thousand. I might. I'd like to see that. You'd you'd be a rail. I was gonna do it for ten thousand. I think it would be hard, but Ugh. I was gonna do it for ten thousand. Okay. All right, we're done. We're done. It was Wait, good. It was fun. Why? One more. How much money for you to shut up right now? Because we're done. <laughs> what's your price to quarantine for the rest of your life? You know, it's funny. I just I have that as one of the questions for one month. No, so what's your price to go full quarantine? I Call can't. the day, that's it, Letty's done, nah. over. Well, that's been the millions, because you can't. You'll lose your mind. I have to, you have to go outside for something. Yeah, I mean, Matt, can I still go to the store and do everything I'm doing now? I mean, I have to take the baby to school eventually. She's going to go to school. I have to leave my house. I'm not a hermit, Neil. I'm not. You can do, you can do all of that, but no jobs. No social outings, like you can't go out there. You can do them on Zoom. Nobody wants no that social deal. Outings. That's you ridiculous. Can, like, you can take Bernie to school, but you can't go see the school play, unless it's on Zoom. <laughs> that's not. There's no price on that. Come on. You can't, you can't do that. That's, that's not life anymore. Nobody could do that. Nobody could do that. You have to be like 90 to live that life. All right. Just $50 million. I was going to say nice one more thing. month. One more month in quarantine. Like, once they say it's over, no mask, nothing, you got your shots. But I'm like, you know what? I need you to do one more month. How much? I'd do that easy. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like we're so getting 10 to grand. this. One more month, I could do that easy. Give me $20,000. I'll do it. That's good. I think I would do it for... Yeah, I think that's a good number. 15 maybe? I think yeah, I could 15. do it. I would do it for 10000 Yeah, that's a good number. All right, we're done. All right, the way we end the show every week is one good thing, one bad thing of the week. Um, you want to start, Neil? Yeah, I guess I have a – it's kind of a – good. well, the good thing is I've 
I've been uh, winning the battle with the squirrels because I know I've talked about that the last two or three weeks. I feel like I've turned the, the turning point. I'm getting much. I'm getting respect. They treat me better. They're fearing me a little bit more. So that's a good thing. But then my bad thing is I went to the grocery store and I don't even know if Bethel knows this, but I had a a real moment at the grocery store with this lady and we were both coming down the aisle. And we really squared off on each other. Like, who the hell, like, really didn't, like, who was going to go past each other? It was a real, it was only a quarantine moment. I mean, we both didn't trust each other. <laughs> yeah, we both, we both just stood there just for, like, it was the most bizarre moment. We stood there, and then we didn't talk, and then we didn't stare at each other, and then we kind of, like, almost put our backs to each other and walked against the railing. And it was very strange. I got to say but that. Over, I, that's not going away anytime soon, I think. I think that's the new normal for a long time now. Just not even, like, it's, it's, it's not even addressing the other person. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of, like, eye movements, and there's a lot of hand gestures, and it's just like, go. I, I mean, I'm ducking past people. I'm flying past people. I don't want anybody standing next to me. I mean, this is not going away anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Until we're all vaccinated, and even then, I don't think I'm going to trust people for a long time until, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, I, I don't know that how I'm going to go to a restaurant again. And now, do you, do you add a little, when you're going by someone, do you add a little breath hold there? No, I don't do the breath hold. I have the mask on, so I don't have the breath hold. The mask, I think the mask does a lot, because you're breathing your own, like, even a sneeze, when I sneeze, it just goes into my mask, so it's like... I, I gotta be better, you know, like if everybody's doing that, I know it's not going to reach cause it just stops it cold. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Bethel, one good thing, one bad thing of the week. Um, okay. So my, oh, my good thing is that, uh, so let me, uh, the only thing that's kept me a little bit sane is that I do go for a run almost every day. Right. I keep that pretty steady and it keeps me sane. And the other day when I was running, I, my foot ripped through my my tennis shoes oh, no. <laughs> so i literally was so sad because i thought the one thing that makes me happy i i don't have any other we're in a bunker in the middle of pennsylvania so i don't have any other shoes oh, here no so, so order. i ordered someone's zappos and they came within two days they came this morning so my new running mm-hmm. shoes came this morning uh, that's, that's very exciting yeah. um and then i guess the- wait she's not telling the whole story she literally stood by the door for like an hour just waiting <laughs> for it <laughs> Yeah, I believe it. It was a little it's sad. super exciting to see the guy, the male. I never thought I'd say it's super exciting to see the male guy come. <laughs> yeah, I think Gina lives for these packages, too. But I'm always worried now. You know, there's Amazon employees dropping like flies now, too. So I'm like, oh, God. No, I, know. I know. It is really sad. And I, I actually thought about not ripping into my Zappos box because I've been letting things sit. But I was too excited. I went out there and. With gloves, okay. opened it up and the whole thing, and and then washed my hands for an hour. Yeah, um, but wait, my, my bad, my sad thing is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is sick again, right? right. Yeah, we yeah. gotta cross our fingers. We just gotta get her to the finish line. Yep, yep. We gotta get her to the finish line. Doesn't matter what. I think even if she dies, just weekend at Bernie's, her you have to till November. Yeah, just hi- I would just hide her away and don't admit it for like six months. Absolutely, I think they're gonna. But I mean, if I got bad news for you, if he wins again. You're going to lose that seat. It's so sad. Oh, I know. Also, yeah. a good thing we forgot was Peter uh, Boris. Uh, we made a donation to the place. That was nice. Oh, yeah, Lenny. That was really cool. Shout out to Peter. No, that was a really nice of you, Neil, to front us that money because 
I'm not giving him a dime. I don't know why he thinks I'm going <laughs> to give him money for this. Well, I sent him a picture of your credit card, the one I took uh, at your house. Yeah, that that's day. funny because I told him when, when your money hits his account, um, then I will also match that money. But I know that's never going to happen. So, <laughs> I mean, he calls and says he's trying to do a nice thing for businesses in his community. But I said, he's like, you guys are in, right? I'm like, no. Well, did you see the shout-out he gave us for the podcast? Yeah. He did give you guys a really nice shout-out, Lenny, on Farfrescos. That's really and, nice. Um, now, I don't know who it was to. He could have just made a fake video for us. I think he just makes fake videos. I think I hand him money, and then he just keeps the money. That's how I think it's going. <laughs> he made a fake video. That's, that's even better. That makes me. That's so good. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's All right, weird. what's yours? Yeah, All what's right, yours, Lenny? I just have a bad thing this week, and it's like I started off saying, it's allergy season, and it's it's coming in hard, and I think because the weather has so been so weird, we didn't have a winter. It's going to come in harder, and it's um, it's kind of late because it's still kind of chilly. So it's very it, each tree is coming in very slowly on its own time, and I mean I'm now starting to die. I mean it's just I have to I have no choice now. I have to take Birdie out in the morning, and we walk around, and I just sneeze all day, and she's really good at saying "Bless you, Daddy." <laughs> but I okay, you went and got your allergy shot, right? You said I that was easy. Went in and out real fast. Yeah, I, I go in and out of the allergist's office once a month, and it, the allergy shots do a really good job at at knocking it down about seventy five percent. But the other twenty five percent is still, you know, I don't have to take as many pills. But I, you know, every day I used to take a pill. I have to come home, turn the air conditioning on, and then just lay down. That's it. My day's over. But now it's like. I can still go outside, but I can, can function depending on how bad, you know, I'll still sniffle all the way. I'll still sneeze all the way, but I don't have to take all that medicine, which is good. How, how long does allergy season last for you? Lenny? Usually somewhere from late April through May, somewhere around, June, you know, start of June, it goes away. So it's basically May now. It used to be April, but now with global warming and stuff, it's kind of moved later. Everything's later. So it moves to sort of May. And so I basically sneeze my way through May, which is my favorite month because everything gets warmer finally and it's pretty, you know, the weather's nice. It's, oh man. Especially in New York City, I think May is just, I think May and September are like the most beautiful months. Yeah, September, October, May. That's when I tell people to come here. When do people come here? July. And you, know, you go to one December. of those like, things like the president used to go to, Warm Springs or whatever. <laughs> Like Roosevelt, you yes. went to the bathroom. <laughs> Can't you go to one of those places? I don't have polio. I hear you. What? <laughs> I don't have polio. What's the matter? I know. It feels like that might work. All right. We're done. Um, <laughs> so my inst- what about, I'm serious. Why don't you go to Arizona? That heat, dry desert heat would cure that. You know what else cures it? Cruise ships. Those, those should cure it. I used to go here. Like I would ask the cruise line to put me on when I was doing those like in May. Because then I could uh, go for a week here and a week there, and as soon as you hit the sea, it's over. There's yeah. no. Problems. When are you ever getting on a cruise ship again? Never. It's over. I can't. <laughs> and, and there are a lot of guys that have to do are in that business, and I feel bad for them um, because they're going to have to go on and risk their freaking lives to get to make a living. You know, I mean, it's, the comedy industry. We could do a whole hour on that, but anyway. Um, that's it for oh, today. Our, my Instagram is Lenny Marcus NYC, um, and the podcast is at Four C Podcast. And you can listen to us. Our guest will be here next week. <laughs> We've lined him up, and uh, we should be better off next week. You guys stay safe in the bunker. 
Okay. Yeah, tell, we hope everybody stays safe and we're rooting for everybody. Wash your hands. Wash your hands and hopefully we'll have more information on us getting out of here, out of the bunker next week. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Yeah, bye.